0: You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenchurch.com.
1: We've got three powerhouses that are going to deliver 10-minute messages, and it's just going to be like the fire hose. They're just going to open it up, and it's just going to be spewing wisdom from heaven. And, uh, and so I want you to get ready. I want you to get at the edge of your seat. I want you to prepare for a download from heaven. And uh, we got our amazing, our phenomenal Kids Director, Mallory Parsons, is going first. Give it up for Mallory!
2: Thank you so much. I just want to honor. Oh, oh, what?
1: Sorry, just real quickly, what? real quickly. I was supposed to. I was are you supposed messed to... up. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it was me. Um, we also are going to have Ben Thomas yeah. and yeah. Rich.
2: Woo! I was. There you go. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. I'm going to intro you right. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it right. <laughs> Um, I just want to honor you guys, Pastor Vincent Beckett, thank you so much for inviting me to speak this morning, and I also want to honor Pastor Jurgen and Leanne, you guys say are the real deal, it is an honor and a privilege to speak from here, they might never let me do it again, so I'm gonna just, just going to go for it. <laughs> um, the message um, this morning is um, of my message is family Ties, Framly, it's a very technical term, um, just a little bit about me this morning. Um, my husband is Devin. He's at the production table. Give it up for production. They are the first here and the last to leave. If I never get another chance, I'm going to honor you today. Um, Devin's back there, my husband. We moved here with our two kids about six years ago from the Boise area. Uh, our kids are Olivia and Tyler. They're, they might be our mini-meets, maybe, just a little bit. Um, and honestly, this morning with Connect, I thought I would just share some lessons that I've learned along the way of moving to Utah. Um, it wasn't exactly the easiest, I'm gonna be honest. Um, it was a little bit difficult. And one of the first things that I remember is um, when you, whenever you move to a new place, you have to kind of redo everything. You gotta find a new doctor, you gotta find it, all this. Okay, so with the kids, I've got Olivia in preschool, and I remember one of the first things, it's just really clear in my mind, and I was filling out. Um, the preschool form and they have the emergency contact. So you fill out all your info. You've got, you know, your herself, maybe a spouse. And then I was like, oh, and there's the end of that list. Like it just was a really, really lonely feeling. And and then the Lord came brought a name to me. We had made a connection with someone in Idaho who came down here about two years before we did and brought that name to mind. I texted really fast, Hey do you care if I put your name down? Like it just was a super isolated, lonely feeling to not have that. And praise the Lord that I had a friend here but I know maybe some of you this morning, you don't, that there is no emergency contact. Um, and enter, enter church. We've, we've been in this house since the day we moved to Utah, and, um, and I love it. And someone was nice enough, brave enough to invite me to our very first connect group. And Amy Marks, where there you are, Amy Marks, Amy and Brian Marks, you guys, at the time led a connect group in their home in South Jordan, and um, they just welcomed us in. They were so real. They were so kind. They had kids. We had kids. They didn't care. I was bouncing Tyler. He's like four months old um, just amazing, and, and if I had known when I met her what this woman would mean to me today, I wouldn't have believed you probably. Like, God doesn't tell you that necessarily when you meet someone, but, um, Amy Marks, just to bring it home, is now on some of my emergency contacts, just so you know, um, and that's what God can do. Um, so thank you, Amy. I honor you today. Um, a couple of years, we went there for a couple of years with their connect group, made some great connections. The connect groups typically take a break during the summer. And um, for one reason or another, <clears throat> excuse, um, we had had stopped attending, actually, um, after a season. And so in the fall of 2017, um, we recommitted to, um, you know, getting plugged back in at church. You know, we come on an hour and a half on a Sunday. And how many know it's not enough, like just what Pastor Becca was saying that's not where real life happens during the week, so you need you need people. And so, um, I was working full time outside the home, a kind of a, a kind of a stressful job. So when I say that we recommitted to doing a Connect Group, I mean Devin, um, just to be real. And um, I'm I'm so glad that we chose Ben and Amy Thomas's Connect Group at that time. Yeah. Okay. So um, funny story that makes me look bad. Um, so. <laughs> um, at the time, the Connect Group was meeting on Friday nights, um, every other Friday night. And the kids were little, and I was working. And um, how many um, who have introverts in your life, you know that um, if you're going to hang out with people five days from now, you've got to tell them now to you know, prep. Um, so Devin been married to me at that point 10 years. So he tells me Monday, like, hey, it's Connect Group week, Friday, we're going. I had already sent him a couple times without me. Like, just, like, I'm tapped out, babe, I got a veg, like, whatever. He let me get away with it for, like, two times. And then this week, he's like, yeah, we're going. We're all going as a family. I'm like, okay, yeah, sure, all right, I'll get out of this. So Friday rolls around. I come and walk in the door, and he's like, no, we're going. Like, you're not getting out of it. And I'm like, okay. So being the respectful, mature wife that I am, I said, okay, um, all I want to do is veg, and so I'm going to wear my sweatpants if you're going to make me go. And he didn't care. He wasn't embarrassed. It totally backfired. And then about not to lose face, I'm like, crap, now i got to go change the sweatpants. He's going to make me go. Are you kidding me? So on the way over, I'm like feeling real dumb. So we're heading to Connect Group in sweatpants, one of us. And... We had a tiff about going to Connect Group before we got to Connect Group, which I'm not about to admit to my Connect Group leader, who I didn't really know at the time. Amy, where are you? Amy. Um, you guys, did Amy Thomas care that I was in my sweatpants throwing a fit like a kid? No. Her response was like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad that you feel comfortable. to Like, I hear coffee, do you just need to relax on the couch? Like, like, what do you need? And I was like, is this lady for real? Oh my goodness. She is the real deal. You guys, have a connection with that Amy. I still have a really good friendship with that Amy, and you can have it too. Um, Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 10. Let's bring in the word. Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If any of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls down and has no one to help them up. So my first point, if anyone's taking notes or likes points, my first point would be God has friends for you to meet. God cares about every detail of your life. He has people ready for you in the wings. He's got them. Family, let me expound on this term. Um, friends that become your family. My, hundred, my nearest family member is hundreds of miles away. And for a lot of people in, that room, in this room, that's the truth for you too. So God has a, a tribe for you, a, a community. He has it. Um, if you're lonely and isolated this morning, I just want to share with you that, that God can heal that. Because he, he healed it for me and he heals it first with himself with his presence who he is jesus said i am the way the truth and the life you need him that is what you need first but then he also made us to have connection with others what did we just read in the bible it's in there we need him and we need others am i amy now there's a lot of amys in here um so how do you go from lonely to connected? I want to challenge us with a principle that maybe we think maybe just to finances, but it's actually a lot more than that. In Luke 6, 38, Jesus says, give and it will be given to you. For the same measure you use it will be measured back to you. So just to sum that up, you reap what you sow. Just try. Just, just whatever you're willing to put into it, that's what you're going to get out. I, I can tell you from first, show up in sweatpants. It's okay. Like, just Just try. You won't, you won't regret it. For a tribe, um, try, <laughs> try to, try to get connected. It, it, we're gonna make it real easy today. Give, and it will be given to you by the same measure. My second Utah life lesson, and probably the biggest one that took me the longest, is make connection a priority. I want to know that. I want you to know that there might be some people in here who you've already tuned me out. You're like, you seem nice lady, but I cannot even handle one more thing in my schedule. I cannot handle one more thing on my calendar. I'm maxed. I am maxed. I've been there. That's where I was on the night of the sweatpants. I have been there. I want you to know that you can ask God for help. He cares for you. Ask him. I wrote this down, and I can't flip my page. Okay, say to God. What would you have me say no to so that I can say yes to getting connected? What can I what what is one little thing that I could give up? What is one thing that's non-essential in my life right now that you would have me get up so give up so that I could just make a friend? So I could just be connected. We know that joy comes from the Lord, so that we, we can deduce that loneliness loneliness is from the enemy. He's the enemy of your soul. First Peter 5, 8 says that our enemy prowls around like a lion, looking for whom he can devour. Have you watched Snap Geo? Have you seen what those guys do? They don't mess around. They are the fiercest predator on the field, but they do not waste their time or their energy. They go, wh- who do they go for? The ones at the back. The ones that are isolated. The ones that aren't in the pack. The ones that are all by themselves. No. Don't do it. Don't let him. He's going to try to break this connection first with your father. You got to have it. That will make you the loneliest ever. Jesus can heal your loneliness. Don't let this connection go. But don't let this connection go either. The minute that I feel like i got to hunker down, go in my shell, and just ride it out by myself is the minute I have learned from hard—I'm not the smartest—that I need to reach out to somebody. It doesn't mean throw a party. It doesn't mean be crazy and inappropriate with it. Just text somebody. Hey, I'm really struggling. Can you please pray for me? This is what connects people. This is what we do. Um, Devin and I took us five years to join a, to lead a connect group. Excuse me. We started one in August. Love it. These people are awesome. It's not hard work. It's like, oh, my friends are coming over. Awesome. It's so it's awesome. Um, by the same measure that you give, it'll give, be given back to you. Um, the enemy does not want you getting connected at all, at all. He loses his footing in your life. Um, on a Sunday morning, we're here for an hour and a half. If you want to make the most of that. This isn't even in here. This is just for free. Join a team. Just join. What are you passionate about? Get connected. Look at how much fun we're having. Like, just be a part. And can I just tell you, I'm so out of time. Can I just tell you that God healed some stuff in me in September, and he laid the foundation in Connect Group with people that I've made connections with. I've seen my friends all over this room, and I honor you. But I want you to know that it actually was being on a team and having a team lead speaking to me that broke some stuff. So there's an extra connection point. That's just for free. Um, What have I got? Two are better than one. The enemy's trying to isolate you. Don't let him. Don't let him. If you have a tribe, if you are connected, go look for the ones at the back. I see you. I've been there. I know. I'm watching you. I see you. Come have coffee with me. Come to connect with me. You're not alone. You're not alone. Break that lie. You're not alone. It's so worth it. It's so worth it. Thank you guys. Ben Thomas, Ben Thomas, Ben
1: Thomas. Whoa, how good was Mallory? Uh, I I was uh, was telling someone the other day, uh, I don't like working with kids at all. I feel very nervous and uncomfortable, but uh, (laughs) Mallory turned around. Uh, but Mallory challenged me uh, a couple of times to come work in the kids' area, and it, like, it wrecked me. And, uh, I still don't enjoy working with kids, but occasionally, (laughs) occasionally when Mallory asks me to do it, I'll I'll do it for her, because I love her. Uh, and it's, it's amazing. Uh, so give it up for Mallory. (laughs) Well, good morning, family. Uh, thank you for giving me the, the opportunity to address you. Uh, I want to take the time to honor our our leaders, um, uh, Pastor Pastor Vince and yeah. and Pastor Becca. Uh, these guys have been through so much and and tolerated so much to to be able to see their dreams come true here in the valley. Thank you for trusting us with uh, with your pulpit. Uh, we love you so much. Uh, thank you for to Pastor Jurgen and Leanne. I, I, that German name <laughs> uh, for for their fearless leadership and for for trusting us uh, under under their name. Um, forgive me, I'm uh, going to go back to my Indian roots because because uh, <laughs> because uh, uh, I have to honor my Indian heritage. <laughs> so I'm going to get a little scientific. <laughs> Uh, so connect Sunday, I was, I was thinking about connection and uh, one of the first things that, that came to me automatically naturally about connection was electricity uh, Jeremiah <laughs> uh, So electricity for for electricity to, to flow uh, It needs that there needs to be a circuit there needs to be a, a never-ending closed loop circuit uh, Both the positive and the negative leads need to be connected and that's how energy flows all right, and uh, for, for, for energy to be created, atoms, right? And atoms have electrons, neutrons, protons, and all that stuff. Electrons are, are the negative energy that's loosely bound on the outside of the atoms, and the protons are the, the positive energy. For, for electricity to flow, the positive and the negative need to come together. They need to flow. Uh, when they don't flow it's static electricity and static electricity is usually not good it'll shock you it'll wreck things. Lightning is an example of static electricity uh, so energy needs to flow through you you need you need both the positive and the negative in your life to be able to have the Holy Spirit flow through you if you are if you are charged positively if you if things are going well in your life if you're doing well if you if your relationship with God is good. If you keep that that way and if you just stay in your bubble, you build up this positive charge and eventually that needs to discharge. It needs to equalize. It needs to it needs to yeah. somehow be the same. It has to be positive and negative, right? So you've got to find someone else that's going through something to pour into. Otherwise, right, you've got to empty yourself out to be filled again, right? So, so you've got to, that's what Connect is all about. You've got to go find somebody else that needs you. You've got to go find someone to pour into. And if you're going through, through a lot of negative in your life, the cool thing about the, the electrons is that they're loosely bound on the outside of the atom, right? So they don't stick on to you. They don't stay as soon as you come across someone that's positive, as soon as you come across someone that just has a really cool vibe that, that you know, that, that just is happy because God's doing so much in their life. Just hanging out with them causes you to, to kind of come out of that, right? And so you've got you've to come along and find somebody. So like Mallory was saying, it's easy to, to isolate yourself. It's easy to, to go veg out. And it's easy to, to not connect. But when you do that, all of that negative keeps building up. And it's going to cause static electricity. And when static happens, somehow you're going to discharge. And when static electricity discharges, it causes havoc. Right? You lose it you uh, you you get pissed off at people you, 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 you all sorts of really crazy things happen. So you've got to get out there. you've got to find really good people and that's what our connect groups do. We, we, we give people the opportunity to come together to share with each other what their week's been about, uh, to to share what you've been struggling with, to share what what God's been speaking to you, what God's doing in your life and to, to hopefully you know, bring people together. Um, I'm not even following my notes. <laughs> so a couple of, couple of really good things that I wanted to, to, to share about connection is and why connection is important is because it, it allows us to interact with each other, it allows us to share experiences, uh, and it, it allows us to develop valued relationships that work toward a common goal, right? value relationships that work toward a common goal so connection with intention like we there needs yeah. to be an intention yeah. like it's you can you can sit on your couch and and wedge out but you can also connect with the intention of discharging some of that negativity in your life and and pro- possibly getting some positive influence in your life right yeah. Yeah. So, um, so natural life reflects how God intends for us to live uh, Mallory said that, you know God, take something away from, from me that I could make time to go and and have this connect group. And I'm praying, God, don't ever get me out of the mountains and out of the woods for me to connect. Because I love being out in the woods. I love being out in the mountains. And one of the cool things about trees is trees rely on each other to survive. Um, they, they share nutrients, and they communicate to each other through their underground root systems. Um, one of, the, one of the books that, uh, that I, I, I'm not a big reader, uh, I've, I've done like cliff notes on books. Uh, one of the books that I, I, I read cliff notes on was The, the Hidden Life of Trees. And I'm going to read this verbatim because I, I can't make this up. Uh, if neighboring trees keep dying, gaps open up in the protective forest canopy. With increased sunlight, the, lights, the, the trees left standing can photosynthesize more sugar and grow faster. They're also more vulnerable and short-lived. The microCO support system weakens. Uh, In the summer, more hot sunshine reaches the delicate forest floor, heating up and drying the cool, damp, evenly regulated microclimate that forest trees prefer. Damaging winds can penetrate the forest more easily, and without the neighboring trees crowned to stabilize against, the chance of being uprooted increases. Right? So trees help each other thrive, they don't have to. They can soak up all the nutrients for themselves, but they don't do that, they share their nutrients. Because if they don't do that, they become weak over time. They don't have support. When the winds come through, they will topple over very easily. Just as plants need more light and, and a network that they share information through, we need fellowship yes. among each other. Yes. I need you as much as you need me. Uh, Mallory, Mallory read this verse in Ecclesiastes 4, and I'm not going to reread it. Two are better than one, right? And a threefold cord is not quickly broken. Uh, 1 John 1 7 says, but if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son cleanses us from all sin. Uh, so really the Bible teaches us that we need fellowship, that we need communion with each other. As human beings, we need a, a sense of belonging. We need to be able to belong somewhere. As Maori was saying, when, when she moved to, to Utah, as we moved to Utah, we kind of needed a belonging. We needed somewhere to, to, to root ourselves. Um, and the sense of belonging is what connects us with our, uh, to the relationships that we develop. Uh, this is what I was saying uh, in the beginning. Valued relationships that work toward a common goal. We're not just here haphazardly we're not just here just to have church we're here church just happens on a Sunday real church happens outside of this when we all come together when we connect right and, and when we need to have a common goal uh it's it's cool to connect and and, and hang out and have a beer uh it's, it's cool to be inappropriate it's all right but we need to have we need to have intentional connections, right? We need to, we need to be building each other up. Uh, Hebrews 10.24 says, let us consider how to stir one another up to love and to good works, right? We've got to, we've got to something's got to come out. Something productive needs to happen. If, if electricity is, is flowing, it produces current, and it produces lights and all of the other things that we're used to, right? It needs to flow. Uh, 1 Thessalonians 5.11 says, Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up. Uh, Proverbs 27.17 says, Iron sharpens iron, and one, as one man sharpens another. We absolutely need each other. We can't do life alone. We can't do church alone. We've got to, we've got to come together outside of church, join connect groups, take people out for lunch, Give them $100, like Vin says, I'll take, I'll take it. <laughs> right? uh, occasionally, so connection means that sometimes you have to speak your mind, even if it triggers discomfort in others. Uh, so you've got to reach out to the ones that, that, that are excluded, even when it feels awkward. Right? You, can't, you can't just hang with your own crowd, with your own tribe. You've got to go out and find somebody that's, that's different that you can connect with, interact with each other. Uh, when we have each other's interests in mind uh, we both as individuals and as a corporate fellowship will thrive we can we can survive very easily we can we can sit on the couch and and just survive but God has called us to thrive in our environment and for us to thrive we need to have our roots connected we share nutrients we share information we build each other up um, acts twenty acts two forty four and forty seven says and all those who believed were together in all and had all things in common and they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing their proceeds proceeds to all as they need and day by day attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes right that's what we're doing we have we attend the temple together we attend church together but we break bread in our homes right uh, they received food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. Right? We, we have a vision to go take the valley. Right. Uh, Pastor Becca was saying this earlier. We have a vision to go take the valley. And, and for us to do that, we need to, we need to start here. Helen Keller uh, said, alone we can do so little, but together we can do so much. Uh, so, so if we need to be able to go out and take the valley, we need to come together here in this family. Outside of this church building, we need to connect with each other. We need to go out to coffee. We need to go out to lunch. Um, Mother Teresa said, I alone cannot change the world, but I can cast stones across the waters to create many ripples. If you have not connected with others in church, if you have not joined a connect group, if you have not been serving in any of, any of our teams... If you have not attended men's prayer on Tuesday mornings, uh, women's prayers, if you haven't attended Emerge or Cherish, I I encourage you to do that. This is how we connect. This is how we cast a stone across the water. This is how we create ripples. This is how we take the valley. Thank you, guys. I want to introduce my friend Rich. Come on, bring
0: it. Nice job. Who's fired up for church? Come on, Salt Lake City, who's fired up for church? All right, all right, all right. Let me start, let me start with this. Let me start by thanking our fearless leaders, Pastor Vince, Pastor Becca. Guys, my wife and I, we're so thankful for you. We're thankful for who you are, for all that you do, for what you both carry. Thank you also for inviting me to come and share a little bit of my heart here this morning. Um, I love you both. Um, Thank you. A couple weeks back, Pastor Vince here calls me, says, hey, Rich, I want you to speak on Connect Sunday. I said, Sure. I get home from work that night, I go upstairs to change, and, and uh, all of a sudden, God just starts unloading on me with the things he wants me to share with you this morning. I'm like, what? But I know I don't have a lot of time, so if you haven't already, grab a pen, grab a piece of paper, because I believe that God has some keys for us this morning, keys that are going to unlock some things in our lives, and unlock some things in our church. So let's dive right in. Are you with me, church? Is anybody with me, church? All right, buckle up. Here we go. Heavenly Father, would you speak through me this morning? Would you transform my words into a life-changing work? God, in each of our hearts, God, that we might live in the fullness of life that you intend for us. In Jesus' name, amen. So about six years ago, my wife and I were in Colorado. We've got no kids at this point, and we go off into the Rockies for some exploring, some hiking, some camping. Quick shout-out for my wife, by the way. Some of you know this, but this girl, straight fire. She's one of the kindest, strongest, most unassuming powerhouses you will ever meet. So we're in the Rockies, and we're camping. We've had a long day of hiking. It's great. We set up a campfire for the night. And I mean, you can picture it, right? The stars are lighting up the sky, the cool night breeze, the warmth off of the campfire. No one around, just the two of us. It's perfect. It's perfect. And as I stand there, I'm stoking the fire. I said, Ruth, you know... We're a lot like this. She said, What do you mean? I said, Well, you see, the logs in this fire, if I separate them out, the heat will dissipate and this fire will burn out really quickly. But if I stoke this thing together, this fire will burn brighter, it will burn hotter, and it will burn a lot longer. Let me tell you, church, it is precisely the same with you and with me. You see, we were not designed to live in isolation. You and I, we were created for connection. So the title of my message this morning is Better Together, Change the Game. Better Together, Change the Game. Now, why is that the title of my message? Well, because simply put, guys, we do life better when we do life together. And because we do life better when we do life together, I think God has an opportunity for us this morning to change the game. To change the game in terms of how we do life. How we do church and how we do community, we are better together. Let's change the game. The first point I want to share with you all is that we were created for community. You see, let me ask you this. So to understand the pattern by which we live out and walk out our life of faith, who do we, who do we look to? We look to Jesus, right? Hopefully someone here is like, Jesus. <laughs> now, Jesus, he came to us on a mission, right? He came to, to, to restore relationship with mankind, he came to reestablish connection between humanity and divinity, to, to, to close the gap between heaven and earth. It is a huge mission, I'll give you that. But he's God, right? Come on. He could go it alone, still get the job done, you know. But he didn't. Let's be honest. He's a boss, right? But he didn't go it alone. I mean, I'm, if I'm Jesus for a second, I'm going to tell you, I'm thinking to myself, you know, guys, wouldn't it be a lot easier? Wouldn't it be a lot quicker? frankly, a lot less hassle to just do this thing myself. I mean, I'm convinced there are times he looked at the disciples and went, really? Peter, what's with the Facebook memes? Come on, bro. Jesus could have done it alone, but he didn't. Why? Jesus did not go it alone because community and connection are kingdom principles. How many of you know Jesus could have gone it alone, but he didn't because he places value in people, not just in purpose? You see, Jesus, he comes to earth and he gives everything he has. He gives literally everything, including his dying breath, to reconcile us to him. Why? Because of the value that God himself places on connection. You and I, meanwhile, we're made in God's image, so of course, we were created for community. Now, I'm not talking this morning about artificial friendships and superficial relationships. I'm not talking about how many likes you get on Instagram. No, no. I'm talking about the real. I'm talking about the, the gutsy, the genuine, the do life together, the journey this thing together kind of connections, because in order for real connection to happen, we have to understand that we got to let ourselves be really seen and truly known in our deepest places, not at a superficial level, but deep down where we really live. We've got to understand that real connection is what gives purpose to relationship. We were created for community. The second point I want to share with you all is that each of us, you and I, we all have a role in this thing, We all have a role in community. So when Ruth and I, we first moved to Utah, we didn't know a single person here. We had no friends, no family, no connection, no community, nothing. In fact, I'm almost embarrassed to tell you this, but for for about a full year, I think, we went without any real meaningful kind of connections whatsoever. And um, I mean, sure, we dabbled in church. Shoot, of course we did. We'd slip in. We'd sneak out. But we never really showed up. We were spectators. We spectated. And by all outward appearances, things looked pretty great. We were surviving just fine. But we both knew without biblical community, we are not thriving here. We were simply existing in our isolation. Guys, I would tell you we're called to much more than that. So we determined we're going to change our approach. We decided we're going to to change our mindset. No longer would we stand around and wait for community to just happen for relationships to just appear as if by magic. We're going to own our role. We're going to own our part in this thing. We're going to change our approach. So what did we do? It's not complicated. <laughs> I'll tell you that. We, uh, we made church a priority. Yeah. We decided to get here on a consistent basis. We ended the excuses. Yeah. We got here early for coffee. We stayed in the lobby afterwards just meeting people. We decided we were going to serve here on different teams. We volunteered within the church. We got intentional about going out for lunch after the service was over. We joined a connect group. And slowly but surely, we began sharing our hearts, our hopes, and our hurdles with people. We had people over for dinner in our home. We got intentional. We decided to lean in. We took initiative. We changed the game. But most importantly, church, we got into alignment with God's desire and intent for our lives. And that's what changed everything. You see, Acts chapter 2 tells us about how early believers devoted themselves to one another. It tells us how they committed themselves to eating together, worshiping together, meeting together, encouraging each other, learning together. And it describes how they sacrificed for one another. You see, the early church did life together because they understood we do life better when we do life together. Yeah. So Ruth and I, we changed our role. We accepted our role. Changed everything. We're now living our very best life here. And those steps played a huge role in that. We have people today, let me tell you, church, we have people today that genuinely know us. Deep down where we really live that will go through the highs and the lows with us. We have people we can journey life with, have fun with, serve with overcome with. We have people we can grow with and share with and serve with. We have people that will speak truth into our lives and speak life into our circumstances. People that we can trust, that we can learn from, that will challenge us and stretch us. And frankly, we have people that will call us out on our crap. Some people in this room know that Rich needs that. We took We understood that we had a role to play. We played our role, and it changed the game. It took time and effort. I'm not going to lie to you. It took patience and persistence. But we changed the game because we all have a role in community. The last point, I'm running out of time. The last point I want to share with you all really quickly is about this thing that I call the allure of isolation. You see, I think sometimes we get lulled into this false sense of security with a lie that exists around isolation. You see, we think to ourselves, Isolation is the safest place I could be. If I just just sit over here in the fringes, nobody can challenge me or stretch me. I could stay in my comfort zone. If I just hang out here on the sidelines, then I don't have to be vulnerable. I don't have to risk anything, and nobody can hurt me or nobody can hurt me again. If I just stay in the outskirts, then I don't have to give of myself and no one will ask anything of me. If I just keep it nice and superficial, you know, like on Instagram, then nobody will really see me and no one will find out that oh, I'm not perfect. <laughs> Church, how many of you know this morning that the goal is not perfection? The goal is connection. Church, We think that relational isolation is safe. How many of you know this morning the devil is a liar? How many of you know this morning that isolated is precisely where he wants you located? Church, do not, do not, do not let the devil rob you of God's best for your life. Isolation, let me tell you, is a breeding ground for shame and insecurity. It's fertile soil for fear, hopelessness, loneliness. It becomes the couch, right, on which we get really comfortable cozy, complacent in our walk of faith. It's not his design. It's not what we were made for. But let me tell you this. When we imitate Jesus, when we cultivate community, when we love with fierceness, when we choose connection over isolation, when we align ourselves with God's purpose, when we get intentional about doing life together, church, that is when we position ourselves to release heaven's influence on the earth. That is how we change the game for ourselves, but also for the people around us. After all, we do life better when we do life together.